bonus. Boners? Like bonus? Bonus. 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 Boner bonuses. What? Sibilis. What? Like, if you are a really good porn star, you're going to get a boner bonus at the end of the year. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. In the darkness. I am Justin. That is Brogan. I am the darkness. Hey. I am Scott. Hi, Scott. Hey. How are you doing? Hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> He's fucking just over there. Say what? He's in the corner. Yeah, that's the thing is, we forgot corner. about you in the last podcast. because No, we didn't. He just didn't participate. Yeah, I was kind of in a coma a little bit. Were you? Yeah, I was just a little out of it. All right, then. Cool. We're back. We're still in uh, the double tree. This is still Easter weekend. Is it? This is... A rare treat. Yes. Fear and Loathing at NorwestCon. We've got a really special guest. Yeah, this is a guy we've known for a long time. He's one of the original corruptors. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but we actually gave you a moniker. I'm sure we've told you that you're one of the original corruptors. Yeah. You are are my sense of humor. I don't know where you fall in, like, you've seen that movie Inside Out? (laughs) Oh, no. So, is he the anger or is he the joy? He's the joy. Oh my god! If I'm the joy, we're fucked because I can't remember <laughs> half the stuff. <laughs> no, like when we were kids. So okay, you, hold on. Let's. His name is Herrick. His name is Herrick. He is go, the he, Herrick. He goes by Herrick. I have a first name. It's Eduardo. Uh, yeah, my, my baloney has a first name. It's E G R E I U H R D O. That's a shitty commercial. Um. This episode brought to you by Lunch Meat. So Herrick. Herrick, uh, Herrick is one of the original corruptors, and we say this because he, you were the quote unquote adults that would hang out, well, part of that group. <laughs> quote that is unquote. true. Well, yeah, because technically you were adults, but as I slowly came to realize, you weren't much older than us. And you oh no, there were there were been allowed to be around yeah, children. Well, the thing is, is that there were some times where like uh, a few of my friends and I, you know, Jeff Stevens, John Caldwell, would sit down and look around and go. These kids are more mature than we are. <laughs> it was frightening because I, at the time, like I had been, you know, 21, 22, 23, all through that era, like 96 through 98. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, these 18 year olds are talking about shit I can't comprehend. This is weird. You know, we start. Like, I'm just want to play magic, and they're like, like, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to play magic and yeah. Blood Bowl and crank oh, his uh, VGA oh planets. God. Okay, so yeah, so so, um, did you ever attend the original Wizards Keep games? No. Okay, so you were part of the Nibbles and Bites crew. I was indeed. Yes, and I don't think we've ever correctly explained what Nibbles and Bites was. Nibbles and Bites. Was an Amiga we store. We were kids. Let's let you know James what's funny? explain what it Nibbles is. and Bites was kind of a throwback store in the moment. Like it was like it was 1998, and they were selling stuff from 1998, but it felt like it was 1986. Mm-hmm. It was so you walk in, and there were a few tables that were bought for like 25 cents at a thrift store, and and there was a counter on the right, and in the back was just all the stuff you forgot about Amiga and role-playing games from years gone by and mm-hmm. just terrible things and 
the owners had pugs that just pissed wherever they wanted. <laughs> and it, okay, neither of those pugs had functional back legs. No, they didn't. So <laughs> they were slug trailing all around oh, it. Oh and you, it would yeah. you you want to be you want to have a moment where uh, I don't I don't smoke weed. But I've been drunk before playing in there, and I've never had more of a surprised expression when I watched one of the pugs go from the front door to the second aisle, dragging its hind legs mm-hmm. and leaving a trail. Yes. I just I stared at it for like three minutes, just uh. And it was so uh, I was weird. playing a game of magic at the time, and the guy was like, "My turn." I'm like, nah. <laughs> just stared at it the whole time. It was crazy. It was so strange. Like the fact that you can have like really nice game stores now is just laughable to like 16 year old me. Yeah, who would just go into if it wasn't the back like storage room of a game <laughs> store. It was. They it, hit us like it was shameful. Yeah, it, it yeah. was in a, sometimes a food court mall, but we usually kind of nip that one in the bud pretty quickly. But yeah. then it would go to these stores that, oh, by the way, they didn't only have like RPGs in the back. They had a, a, a couple of rows of comic books because oh, they sold comic right. books as well. When Beanie Babies got big, they were selling Beanie <laughs> Babies. They got into every collectible card game possible. And at some points, we were buying boxes of these cards because we were bored of whatever shit game. Yeah. Because oh, we're, we're going to play some Wyvern. Sure, why not? Because it was just that kind of store. Yeah. And it was the motliest of motley crews. What's this raid shit? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about raid. Let's play, yeah. what, let's play some White Wolf. Come on. Hey, rage was just Planeswalker counters. Who man. wants some... Sp- <laughs> what was that one spell? Um, it was that terrible one that had, like, castles and stuff. It was like... You, like, play one card at a time. It felt like war. Oh, um, There's a couple of those. Maybe Wyvern it was game? no Wyvern was that weird. It like used the entire card, but the print was like it was so small. And yeah, so you needed weird. a microscope to look at it. Like, what does my guy do again? Anybody tried to put out a card game in the '90s because, and it was weird because Magic wasn't. I didn't think it was that big at that point. I didn't at first until I like this was a time it was at the rise. Yeah, kids. If you don't know this, there used to be actual bookstores. Where well, you could buy books. Like uh, actual books? Walden books, B. Dalton. These all existed at a point in time. <laughs> I remember those. And when magic started to happen and then got taken over by Star Trek and Star Wars, when Decipher got into it, mm-hmm. they would branch out and buy boxes of this. And they would have it on sale in the back. And I would just, the first time I noticed that magic was going to be something, it's like I would go into like a Walden books, buy a couple packs and leave. I would walk in and go, hey, I'll take a couple packs of magic. Like, we're out. We've been out for a while. We can't get it back. I was like, oh, okay. That was my first inclination that Magic was going to do well. Damn. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Collector's Edition yeah. was a bookstore thing. It was. It really? Was. Was they it? Were I, I, lu- I lucked out. I got the yeah. last one from B. Dalton in Tacoma oh, Mall. man. I, I shoplifted like, oh. mine. <laughs> I have no doubt about that, but I know you're a good person. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be, but I had yeah. no money and I wanted uh, d- fake power. Sometimes you got to do what you do, baby. So you came, you came to Nibbles and Bites, which uh, was just off of the Tacoma Mall. Yeah. Uh, and how did you end up there? Dude, I've been thinking, like, when we talked about this a while back, it's like, I don't remember. All I remember is that I, use, I live on the North End, uh-huh. and the bus would take me right up Pine, 
And yeah. then I would have to walk up 38th and mm-hmm. then come back down. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what brought me there. I hadn't met anybody there. I just walked in and then all of a sudden it was just, oh, you play Magic? Okay. I was kind of wondering that because uh, you uh, had become pretty good friends with all of the, again, quote unquote, adults yeah. who had been there. And I think it was just maybe because you guys could all go to the bar first. Um, but there was there was Scott. There was uh, both gyms yeah. uh, and all of those. And I just figured you were part of that no. crew. No, I walked in. It's, um, when you... A little thing about me is I I tend to – if two or three people are having a conversation mm-hmm. and, like, I hear something that I can kind of go in on, yeah, I'm like, sidle up. <laughs> Quippy work. You know, a few quips. Yeah. And, and then people go, oh, this guy's talking. And then I can just – I can be, basically become a sponge until I become comfortable and then I can have conversations right, and I, yeah. kind of, I kind of meld in like that. And that's just how it happened. I, I, you know, with uh, with one of the gyms, he was just he would stand behind the counter and just like do nothing. So I just approached him like, Which, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, king. It was yeah. just he was the one who had to, um, not necessarily wrangle, but he had the he had to have some semblance of hanging out there because he was the one behind the counter who would sit there until you know eleven to one in the morning. Yeah, when we were there, that was rough on the weekends. Yeah, it's it's he had the inevitable job because he is. He's older than all of us, mm-hmm. not by a lot, but I mean, you're put in a, p- a position where you have to wrangle idiots. Yeah, and and it's like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down, <laughs> all right, calm down. There were only, like, oh, God. There were only a couple of times where I watched him completely lose his shit. One of the times was literally because everyone was so loud and he couldn't hear the fucking phone. Oh, that's right. We just, we just, were playing Blood Bowl. It was Blood Bowl, wasn't it? Oh, and yeah. like I was playing, no, that was not. I was magic I was against Sisk. I think I was playing Steve and Scott was playing uh, somebody else and both times just weird stuff happened in the game and we were just like we like cheering like our team scored the winning touchdown and and Jim was like hey and we all just go like oh my god that's his big boy voice he's like I can't the phone (laughs) like yeah seriously it was crazy like his eyes like Jim, Jim's kind of like I don't know if he did He's like read or anything. Asian-y. Well, I mean, <laughs> calm Bing down there. Mouth. Calm down, Trump. And uh, just calm down. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but his eyes got really wide. Like, and I was legitimately scared. Yeah, because he put off that vibe of like I know things. Yeah, you. Also, he's the one that has the lock to the door. He could just be yeah. like, get the fuck out. Yeah, I had. And that the, was scarier than anything he else. Never like, did that though. No, I know, but didn't. every once in a while, I'd have like these like Kingsman Golden Circle flashbacks. But like God, he just walks to the front door awful. and just like close it and then turn around and just beat the shit out of all of us. It was fantastic. That place was so weird. It was, but it was also like it was I, in a Shadowrun book. I mean, to yeah, a degree, to a degree, at that time, it was my second home. Yeah, it, it was absolutely. I mean, fuck is our first home. Well, yeah. my first home was actually home. I did enjoy being at home, but like for interaction, I didn't. I, <laughs> right. I mean, I I left the North End in two thousand. I came back about three years ago, and nothing's changed. I mean, no. It's, it's really Tacoma, weird. Tacoma, the at, north end of Tacoma hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah, no, but not at all. Everything else of, of Tacoma has absolutely changed. When I came north back, end, I, no. yeah, when I came back and I found out that University Place and Fircrest and SeaTac were actual cities rather than like you know, yeah, semi. I was like, really? UP? Yeah. You look at UP City it Hall. I'm like, C-Tac how much money anymore. did they steal to build that, dude? The, it's you, crazy. Yeah, they had a golf tournament there. They had the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. 
and it oh, blew right. it up. Oh my that's God. where they took all of that. I mean, I used to live in university place, and like all of the stuff that is now developed was, it was like like they still have the orchard, so that's great. But everything else is just like not recognizable. I oh, took my God. wife through there because it's like, oh, look at all the memories. The member berries. Yeah, member you berries. can't member berries because there's nothing fucking there. Yeah. Hey, that, that gas station right around the corner where we almost died in your grandpa's shitty truck. Still oh, there. yeah. That's just old school stuff when I was moving oh. in with... Uh, Scott just doesn't even... No, have, it looked cool. I, I got I got It's a fucking hustle, awesome, right. I, I just wanted to say goodbye. All Bye. Right. Bye. But yeah, so like we would all go there and it was literally like the motliest of motley crews. Like Brogan and I went because we had gone to Wizards Keep Games before. Where you dumped me on my first on our first date. Yeah, the first time that we went to Wizards Keep Game, it was a tournament where we built the exact same decks. It was mono black, you know, dark reds, hippies. Oh, Necro? You yeah. did Black Summer? Oh. It wasn't it wasn't Black Summer because I don't think Necros were around yet. Or maybe no, it was. They were. If it, it was. was, if it was ninety six, Necropotence summer. was was the tits. It, it was, was the, the best. It was the Black Summer deck. Yeah, because you go so, dark ritual like strip. Let's go. Yes, yeah. dark ritual sadness. And yeah. so we uh, we built the exact same decks. Like they're boom, boom, boom. He was winning. I was not. Oddly enough, still a better Magic player than him. This <laughs> bitch. <laughs> So we ended up, so I was like, and I was pissed. And, well, here's the thing. Brogan at the time couldn't drive because he was literally like 15. I was like 15. Yeah, and you so, were young. And, and it was the, that, that summer that I had just got my license and stuff, right. you know, so I was 16. And it was like, no, fuck this. I'm going home. And I just left. I went home. He was still living in fucking deep gig harbor at this point. Wow. How the hell did you get home? I had to call my fucking dad. He called oh. my house and I wouldn't answer the phone. I was so mad, dude. Landline. Yeah, just, and you know what? Friend. Oddly enough, he still is mad about everything that he ever loses at. Yeah, it's true. This shit ain't changed. I don't. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna leave people. I know better than that now. Yeah, well, I would just like I'll just pout about you. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously, I'm the same way. I I will sit there for like 15 seconds and go. Yeah. Wow. And then after that's like good game, good game. So we ended up. That's how when Wizards Keep shut down. Yeah. Uh, they just. That's how they migrated, and that's how basically Nibbles was kind of congealed together. Yeah. Was the fact that all these different things. Oh, and we have game tables because these kids are still going to show up and play, and so that's how you got there. But we had like you were talking about like Steve. Steve was a tabletop gamer, and you had a whole crew that it would was. come for yeah. Blood Bowl, and we kind of got into that as well because the the, the groups mingled depending on how much you got there. But it, with, like, Blood Bowl, that was a weekly event where you would get anywhere between 10, and I think we had 20 people at some point, yeah. and even more than that, who would come and play a fantasy football game. And I'm talking about Wood Elves versus Orcs. Not like the number <laughs> yeah. stuff we know now, yeah. but it was... Skaven versus Goblin. It's just yeah. crazy. And so everyone would have their teams, and you would play, and then just every single table would be packed with people playing this game, and we had this huge league. And it was a legacy league in terms that players were moving on from the next seasons, yeah. and we had championships, and we had exhibition games, <laughs> and it was all this By the way, stuff. I mean, exhibition games. Like, we're working out our teams to get ready for the regular season. They're yeah. fucking... Yeah. Miniatures. Yeah. Oh, you know, my Skaven, they need that warm up. And it was stuff like, oh, yeah, we're going to use the four. We're going to use the four board, like yeah. the, the four prong board. We're going to play a game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brogan, that is was, now, yeah. Brogan is now licking the microphone. Yeah, I don't know where Brogan is I right now. I think he's in a whole other place. Yeah. Brogan, are you okay? Did the acid kick what? in? You're like deep throating the about? microphone I mean, right now. You're fucking making shit up. I mean, you're having fun and now I'm hard. So let's just calm that down. <laughs> Okay. What do you remember? I don't know what you guys are fucking talking 
talking about? What do you remember about the, uh, the about nibbles? Ye yeah. old nibbles and bites? Yeah. The fucking awful selection of snack food. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Dude, they had those, some of the weirdest shit. You know what my favorite picture of me on Facebook is? What? Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh. It's the one where you have the weird hair. And, I've got yeah, the weird hair and the hat backwards hat, yeah. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm holding a piece of food. Yeah. Like, it freaks me out. It's like a remember when you were a kid, you could get those like those little folded paper things you could flick out, and they would shoot out like they were made out of uh, they're just curls and and, and they, god damn it, cow like, like yeah, they would just zip out and you would and they would get shoot. hard. Yeah, they would just extend. Like the snap, the snap wrist yeah, Zip out and get hard. God damn, I did a bad job of explaining that. Yeah, so you they're did. like little cones, right? And they would snap out like a police baton. Oh, yeah. Except for it was the food version of that. Yeah. Food version of that? Yeah, they, I have a did. picture of it. It's no fucking way. awful. I'm going to show you a picture, bitch. No, I remember I remember that my, my parents would religiously drive me out there. Dropped me off on a Friday afternoon, but it had to be before 2 o'clock because my dad was not going to Tacoma from Gig Harbor after 2 o'clock. He's like, fuck, that traffic's awful. It that is. was before the second bridge and all that shit. Um, so, well, what did you just do? He picked up a muffin and he dropped the world. Me. Fucking asshole. Um, Whoa. So, <laughs> so, my dad would drop me off on Friday. And, we would, and I would sit there and I would play games with whoever was there and we would have our our version of friday night magic that was before friday night magic was a thing yep yeah and then we would make other friends and we had many friends that were there that was the most friends i ever had absolutely yeah i mean like real friends and sometimes we would play magic whatever format there wasn't really a format it's all just type two yeah, no one really played Type One because we we're all poor kids. Yeah, no one, no one. Had well, really... and Type One was still weird. Like it was just like, hey, we're gonna play Type Two. Like Type Two still had like cards like Balance in it. Yeah, so yeah. like it didn't matter. Yeah, it still had a restricted list. Mm-hmm. And we would play, and we'd do that, and then we would go. I would generally go back to Justin's house, mm-hmm. and we'd sleep wherever. I'd sleep in the dead grandma room or whatever dead human <laughs> being room that was next to your room did it have a plaque what? did it have a plaque no just but a one, dead grandma room no but one old lady passed away yeah but she, she had, had, still had the fucking like rigged up metal bed in there like, oh yeah i still had the old lady bed the hospital yeah, bed they had a hospital bed so i'd That's sleep cool. in the hospital bed in like this cocoon of like the loss of a soul and i bet that soul's in that glow but, stick that justin's just but that is now. why that will be my best friend the rest of my life because we would literally dirtle together in the best of ways. Yeah, <laughs> we would we would sit down. At some point, I moved my computer into his house because his house was way better than mine. Because his grandma would just feed us and be quiet. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're still fat. Yeah, well, that's because she gave you a fucking diabetes machine in the backyard. Yeah, we had a pop machine in the backyard. Yeah, and it was just like a big bowl of quarters, and we could just get free sodas. Wow. Well, yeah. You took two minutes to assemble it and five seconds to break it. Yeah. But the time, like every time that we weren't actively playing like EverQuest, we were. Oh my God, that was a thing. We Mm -hmm. were planning to play magic tournaments, whether it be Arena at Northwest where we would be there like three hours early and we'd play (laughs) magic on the hood of his shitty 77 Cougar. In the that. parking lot of the original Northwest, or the second location from the sports cards, because the original was further up. This is where, yeah. whatever that is. Well, at one point he had two, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, he had the one. Two, he had the one. Well, no, he had. Well, 
what I remember before I left is that he had the one in that same complex, or he had a bigger store. He actually he had a gigantic store on that corner. Yeah, that's where and we met. And then he had like kind what of. I can only describe as like the storage unit that was yeah. right up the street on that like one mm. in that. It was uh, in a strip yeah, mall. Yeah, by the by, next the to strip the mall, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the strip mall up there next yeah. to uh, Blockbuster and all that. Yeah, that and way. it was just a dumping ground. Like that yeah. was if you're on his mailing list, you get like the coupons and be like every month you get this and like Fallen Empires two bucks a box and you walk in and there's like eighty cases of Fallen Empires. Yep. Yeah, fuck that guy. It was funny. He uh, it was funny. He hated uh, non sports cards so much because he was all in the sports cards and memorabilia. Yeah, but. Magic was making money yep. because so many dumb kids are going out there playing with cardboard. Yeah, and ain't nobody give a fuck about a baseball card. Oh yeah, I I feel I have a feeling that he's a shark. He's that an if asshole. he stops swimming, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, you've I, dealt uh, you've dealt in all sorts of different shit. I have. It's it's it's. Yeah, you made your life out of I have. collectibles in a lot almost, of almost almost my entire life. Even when I had an actual job, it was it was just grinding, like going to five or six Goodwills every week and just seeing. You know, picking yard sales and just just getting the stuff. I love it too. But as you get older, it's like I'm in a situation now. Look, I have I've got a gut, and bending down at my advanced (laughs) age is just such a pain in the ass. It's not worth it to pick up. Yeah, like like, and now I'm just like that creepy guy that just like stares at the ground without bending down. Like, is that what I think it is? Yeah, exactly. "Mm." Is this worth my lower back? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's, but it's I I love. I love that stuff. Well, you know what we're gonna do now that I have a card store, yeah, and it's getting more and more successful every day. Yeah, at some point, my goal in life is gonna be come pick you up, and we're gonna go garage selling all day, like old people. Nice. See, but but here's the thing: is you like you need those little T Rex grabbers, man. Yeah, the number one thing Ooh. I've never been able to get a handle on is uh, Craigslist. Oh, I have or things like control. that. I know. Like, I'll be like, I can't get all these deals, and then I'll like, I'll see videos, or here you'll be like. Yeah, I got this great deal, and you'll show me all these cards. I'm like, how the hell did I not see that? Like, you get great deals. I'm like, yeah, I want full value for this. Ugh. Speaking of Wizards Keep Games, at 17148 116th Avenue, Southeast in Renton, Washington, Wizards Keep Games is your one-stop shop for all of your gaming needs. We've got dice and Pokemon and... Dungeons and Dragons, we've got snacks, we've got open play space, we've got events like Friday Night Magic, we've got a D&D night on Thursdays, we play Commander, we sell all kinds of great You have a stuff. board game day. We do, it's on Sunday. And also, all board games are 10% off on Sunday, you could probably come at least Ooh, save some time. Really? Yes, yeah, like save some That's time. fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah, you should check that out. Again, you can roll by wizardskeepgames.com and check us out on Facebook. Wizards Keep Games is great. What about our other person that sponsors this awesome podcast? Oh, you mean Lindsay Jackman? Yeah. Oh, man. Lindsay Jackman is fantastic. Have you ever thought about buying a house? Yes. Yeah? Do you know anything about buying a house? No. Nope. But you know who does? Who? Good old Lindsay Jackman. Uh, Lindsay Jackman is a seasoned veteran real estate agent. She works the entire South Puget Sound region here in Washington. Uh, she's happy to take her time to answer any questions about if you want to buy a house, you want to sell a house, you just want to know about the market. Maybe you just, you're just sitting around and you're like, you know what, I've lived in this apartment for a while. I don't know where I'm at. What do I need to be at? Where can I be? Lindsay Jackman has every little bit that you possibly need to know about buying a house. You can reach her at lindsayjackman.com or you can give her a call at 253 266 1067. She is fantastic. Hit her up and tell her you heard about her on the Grid Podcast, and then we can keep getting paid money. Yay! Thank you. 
Please state your name for the recording, sir. Uh, Cajun. Cajun, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well, thank you. One of the original founders of Death Con. Let's walk. Yes, sir. First thing that comes to mind, one of your favorite memories of being at Norwest Con. Ooh, the uh, starting off just enjoying the dances when I first came here 23 years ago. And then roughly 13 years ago, finding out there's parties here. Yep. And then never leaving a party. Never leaving a party, creating your own. One of the creators of Death Con. Uh, sadly retired now. Happily. Happily retired now. <laughs> Having some fun. Yeah, we're going to look and see what the line is right now since it's Friday night. It's the first the con line of the year, so very excited for that. Uh, Sounds very fun to me. I'm how's, very anticipated to see this. How's your con been so far? Pretty good. Nice, nice and quiet and relaxed. I am attached to things. There's no line right now. Uh, I guess there's enough people inside. Cool. Wait till 10 or 11. Yeah, right. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Now I'm going to go into the room. State your name, please. Uh, Ventara. Put that on your hand. You can hold it if you want to. I want you. I want to. Uh, you're a part of DeathCon, correct? Yes. Right in the mouth. Hold it. Hold it. Yep. So you're a part of DeathCon. Yes. How long have you been a part of DeathCon? Uh, ten plus years. Give me a favorite story of NorwestCon. Just one that comes to mind. Something. Oh. One of the one of your most the most favorite things that you've done at this convention. I asked um, a friend to uh, get me in trouble. Yeah. So I, I uh, we went around and found uh, one of our, our other mutual friends' uh, rooms, and I walked in, and they sat down on their bed, and her mom and her boyfriend walked out naked from the balcony <laughs> and said, hey, you want to smoke some weed? I'm like, sure. Why not? I just looked over the bed and glared at my friend. He goes, told you. This I'm is like, what happens. All right. So I didn't flee. Sat there. Sat down with the guy. Smoked a bowl with him. It's cool. His wife sat next to us. He's like, you want some? I'm like, now it's time to go. Okay, we're good, man. Hey, you, know you got me. You got me. You good? You got me in trouble. I need to go home now. We're good. <laughs> Dude, rock on. Thank you so much, man. James. James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we talked about our history, our South Tacoma history, because you you've really been uh, a friend, even though you you ran away. Here's an interesting you did thing: run away, you when, bitch. When you didn't suddenly just disappeared us. in 2000, didn't tell anyone, like like right. you should tell a fucking couple teenagers so, or whatever so who look up to you. And, right. So here's the thing: I James. the two failings in my life are I am number one a complete flake. <laughs> I, I am. We know. I, I try to make good in the end, and a lot of the times it's late, but it's it's a problem. But the second one is, no matter how much friendship I make, I tend to do things first and worry about consequences second. And mm-hmm. what what's happening at the time was, my grandfather, who had already gone through a quadruple bypass in '87, Jesus, uh, was well, on back the, when heart surgery was still done yeah. with hacksaws and ogres. Oh, and a little little magic. A little magic. Yeah, a little sprinkling <laughs> yeah. of the Cajun. Yeah. And, um, a little in, sprinkling of the Cajun. <laughs> but in 2000, they told him that they had to go back because it was weird. He had such low cholesterol. I was like, yeah, he's got like 95% blockage in everywhere. Ooh. So they're like, uh-huh. so they need to go back in and do a five, like quintuple that, what, bypass. Does that how, no, wow. I have no idea. I didn't ask. I was like, uh, yeah, am I? Christ. One am of those am arteries I, was a butthole. Yeah, one was a... <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, at the time, I didn't have a lot of family left, and uh, okay, okay, I was like, yeah. "Okay, so let's go." And the number one culture shock is when I went there. I moved to a town called Nevada, California, and where I was living at the time, which I still live now, I was paying about nine for a two bedroom. 
Okay. They had decent square footage. Yeah. The place that we found in Novato, the only one that was relatively cheap was we found the same bedroom size, the same bathroom size. It was about 150 square feet lower than what we were used to, mm-hmm. and it cost $720 more. Yeah. It was 1620 And we actually got in around when the bullshit in San Francisco started. Like, getting in uh, right dude. under the tech bubble was huge. Because the first thing that happened is the city exploded. Yeah. You couldn't afford anything in the city. You can't. You definitely can't. Oh, you can't. Like, it's, we can talk about San Jose whenever, but... But then you started going north. It's like, well, let's go to Corte um, Madera. Nope. Then let's go to Novato. And now Novato is just crazy. It's like 2200 for a two-bedroom. It's, it's going like 45, 50 minutes. People are willing to go to Santa Rosa and farther because it's kind of cheaper. Yeah, that's where Seattle's at now. It's really fucking bad. Yeah. And the reason why I moved back to Tacoma was because I was paying about 1000 for a one-bedroom apartment. And for around the same price, I was I'm renting a place in Tacoma, three bedrooms with a place where I can barbecue. Yeah, it's, I've been and there. It's I pretty get, nice. And I get a cat. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, literally, it was it's Brogan's old place. Like <laughs> he used to live there, and now I am renting there. So it's like it's I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. But and at this point, we're, we're looking to buy a house, and uh, it's definitely one of these weird things where you're like, okay, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to live in Seattle, and so that's why we're setting up shop in Tacoma and getting ready to do some fun things. Yeah. You know? And have some fun with it. Agreed. There's a lot of good places, and if I had, but then you came back, and that's nice. Well, I do. Well, the reason why I came back was uh, the grandfather passed away. <laughs> this is the greatest thing. They're like, he has a twenty percent chance, and this is in two thousand. It's like he might not survive the surgery, and he went on to live thirteen more years, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, Damn. come on. <laughs> and um, and it was just it was. I got a job at Electronics Boutique, which turned into EB Games. And it was just awful. And then I worked at a hardware store for four years. Yeah. And and 2008, I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to do the small business thing. And my mom had to continue to work because of she was a really big believer in social security. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I've been paying all this shit. I'm going to earn it. And so it just got to the point where me focusing on the small business, her at the hardware store, it was pretty much we were making about as much, if not maybe 150 more than what rent would cost. And I started getting the debt. She started getting the debt. It's like, let's just move. So 2015, like early 2015, was like, we're going to make the conscious decision, come back in the fall. Yeah. And uh, well, the best part about it for me was is I flew up in early September, and I stayed at Extended Stay America. And it's like, okay, here we go. We're getting an apartment. I'm there. My mom calls. And it's like, so I have an apartment. Really? It's literally the apartment we lived in that's above us. <laughs> We're literally in the apartment that was above us early on for almost $100 more than what we left. And that's 15 years. It only went that up 100 sense. bucks. That makes sense. I was like, oh, my God, take it. So I treated this like a vacation. And then we just – it was the right thing to do. The cost of living is better. The fact that I'm a smoker – and the fact that I do enjoy the hard liquor, I can't believe the taxes that are here. Yeah. California, they just don't exist. Like, you want a pack? Here's four and a half dollars. Give me a yeah, pack. Yeah, stop smoking, oh, retard. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, uh, yeah. hey, can they make it any more clear that, that we'll she kills right back you? With the sponsor, um, uh, uh, but this uh, episode is brought to you by uh, cancer. It'll kill your ass. Also by Paul Mall. Don't listen if to if you're no, wondering I'm, if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. Run by www.cancerkills.com. I've Good seen, job, dum dum. I have seen the pictures. I I actually I've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures. I don't agree with them, but um, <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, I I honestly would tell you that. If they did what Australia does with their cigarettes, I might be way more tempted to quit. What did you do with them? Like, uh, they put the, the they put the pictures of the cancerous lungs on the cigarette. Like you can't, oh, you can't like you have to see it. Apparently, Marlboro is like if you bought a pack of Marlboro Red, like Marlboro is like very tiny at the bottom of the package, and it's like smoking kills you, and it's like this like you know wow picture of just disease and stuff. I'm like. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And they also they also have really stringent tax laws there too. Do you just need me to just start texting you pictures of rotten lungs? No, because then I've like seen worse on cable television. I'd have you see- seen? Never mind. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bad. What? what? So um, cake farts? Oh no, cake farts are amazing. <laughs> uh, that's my fetish. Do you remember? Oh god. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember. Do you like remember anything that has changed or just? I mean, you said North End is pretty much the same, and the, the fact that you're only paying 100 bucks more. What are you impressed end? about? Yeah. What kind of upgrades has Tacoma made in the last 15 years of your smoking existence? Wow. Okay, so guilt, guilt, on guilt. beating a dead drum, um, yeah, right. dead horse, not drum. Dead anyway, horse drum. Dead horse drum. It's made out of horse. Um, I like the fact that when I go up the street that there's a lot of places that weren't there before, like a functioning Safeway and a and – a, and, well, it's weird. Tacoma – I came back and it was like all the stuff is here and in the two and a half years since I've been here everything is leaving. Yeah. Like I remember going to the Kmart on sixth so much. Oh yeah, Kmart and, and the big lots, yeah. man. Oh and then last year it was like, Oh, we're going? Yeah, and then Big Lots well left and then came back, but Albertsons was gone too. I'm like, Really? We went into that Kmart down on Sixth Ave when they were doing their big closing yeah. sale. Oh, you want to talk about apocalyptic shit? Yeah. <laughs> it looked I mean, even even when it wasn't like it was on the last days, if you went into the electronic shop, it's like I think I need a weapon to search for food. There was nothing on the shelves. <laughs> no, so it's like no, no one give a shit yeah, either. One functioning television, like, do you want to buy this? It kinda works. And no. it was just terrible. But uh, but I think the number one thing that's impressed me is uh, the love for people to rev their engines and drive up Pearl Street like it's a drag strip. Never left. <laughs> also, well, yeah, I th- it's the expressway to Ruston, man. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I think that the amount of people that drive motorcycles now has gone up about nine thousand percent. Yeah, has really been impressive. Like you get those five or six people that are like, Whoa, nobody can defeat the Cobras, and they're like driving on their the Harleys with like they look like they're hanging off a jungle gym. They got the bars up here, and it's yeah. just it's it's disgusting and weird and cool, and at the same time, it's weird. Brogan, you're sniffing the microphone again. I mean, he's making eye contact. Now it's I like know a he mustache. wants it, but it's at the same time, it's like it's like a microphone mustache. A Podcasting is like cocaine. I, Jesus, <laughs> how long have you been going to NorwestCon? Um. I'm going to preface it by saying this. I'm going to tell a quick little story before this. Okay. okay. And you are welcome to. So about six or seven years ago, a friend of mine was getting married, and he's not one of those people for a bachelor party that likes strippers or or he doesn't drink. What we decided to do was is we went to Toys R Us, mm-hmm. and we went in the back, and we found uh, Big Wheels and Toy Story 3 bicycles. Yeah. And he lived at the top of a hill, and what we were going to do is we were going to race him to the bottom of the hill. Oh, jeez. And this hill had twists and turns and all that. So the first year we did it for his party, it was fantastic. So we did it the next year. The second year, 
I'm coming around the first curve and I see a car. Oh God! And I sw- and you can't really. There's no turning radius on a plastic vehicle doing 20. No. With a man of like 160 pounds, which I was at the time. Congrats. And I, yeah, it's been a <laughs> long time. So I use my feet. I turn. My foot catches. Oh, God. My shoe goes off. I'm spun. I hit a mailbox. <laughs> I don't lose consciousness. I am awake the whole time. And I, ever since then, it has been really difficult to put together memories from the past. Ah. It really has. Because I, I didn't hit my head, but the force was enough to be like, a friend of mine told me, I found you when I was driving up the hill, crawling, bringing the big wheel up with one hand and then using your other hand. So the only conscious memory I have of NorwestCon, I don't remember what year it is. I think it was 98. You were there. Stevens was there. And we played Monopoly. Oh. Mm, that's a good year. I am glad you're here. And I'm glad that we can talk about now, Monopoly. Oh, now, here's idea. the thing. You guys will have to probably fill in the holes because I only remember great. small parts. So it's daytime. Mm-hmm. It, we sit it down is sometimes at yes, least half the yeah. day. Oh, whew, almost twelve hours, bro. And um, so we sit down, we play Monopoly, and we have this rule where if you roll doubles, you take a drink. Yeah. If you pass, go. If you pass, you drink. oh, I, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Was, uh, sure. Could have been. And um, so I sit down, and as the pr- game progresses, I just remember I'm rolling doubles a lot. You were not only rolling doubles a lot. At one point, you went to jail. Unrolling doubles, That's which was three oh, doubles yeah. in a row. I rolled three doubles in a row, and, and then, then and then you were just trying to. I'm just going to roll doubles to get out of jail, and you did. I did, yeah. I remember that. I don't remember much after that, but I do remember that we had a bottle of. I think it was Absolute, and I'm probably responsible for over half of it being gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm 22, 23, and I can't hold shit because it's except yeah. for my 21st birthday. That's literally the first time I drink alcohol. <laughs> and I'm this, not a hard guy. And this was amazing. So we're there playing that. That turned into, at this point, you went to the bathroom. And we're like, the okay. Banyo. Yeah, we're figuring, we knew what was going to happen there. Uh, while we were waiting for you to come back out, we ended up getting into a Taco Bell fight where we were throwing sauce packets at each other. Oh, man. I remember across the that side. was some yeah. shit. Yeah, that was like in Burton that, threw one underneath the right table and it hit me in the in the balls and I got pissed at him and I hucked one and it hit the wall and it exploded. <laughs> so really? Oh yeah. We were in the tower. Yeah. yeah we, this was we, tower time. We, I so think Burton, his mama would buy us the room right. and we would take over one of those tower suites. Right. And that was what it always was. Oh, we would all right. be in the tower. We didn't even know about the magic of the party wing because we were minors. Well, yeah. that's true. And I was a, a square. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I was a square. It's like my first or second time being there, and I had no idea about the debauchery that might have happened yep. in the wings. Well, you you found out about uh, excess in drinking because oh, you locked yourself in the bathroom to puke. Yep. Hugging it. Here's the problem. You locked yourself in the bathroom. That was beautiful. And you couldn't move from the toilet. Really? Oh, yeah. It was. Uh, all, it turned into Jeff like yelling at you because everyone had to go to the bathroom, too. So like he, like we're all just like, James, open up the door. We remember you managed to open the door with your foot. <laughs> then, okay, I remember this. Yes. And then Jeff dragged your ass out. That's right. Uh, so he could use the bathroom. Uh, you managed to get up from the floor and make it onto one of the beds. I yes, this I remember. I was on the bed and I was prone, mm-hmm. face first, mm-hmm. face over I, the edge. Yeah, and I had my right hand dangling off. 
and then I don't remember anything until the maid. Yeah, so you ended up, uh, you puked in the bathroom, and it wasn't a really good puke. No. So at that point, I no one else would call housekeeping. So I was like, fuck it, I can do this. I called housekeeping and was like, we need someone here. And then uh, basically I kind of left. I just left at that point. You made a bit of a mess, but I don't think you puked again. I didn't puke on the bed. Okay. That I know. But the maid came in to check that out and clean it up and like you know get the the, the trash bin and everything. You saw you knew the maid was there, but I don't think you knew it was the maid. I did not. And so you took a swing at her. Yep. While you're still laying. Now to prone. be clear, I we haven't. We, uh, it should be stated. <laughs> taking a swing. I'm prone. I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm literally a weakling to start. And it was more like you're trying flailing. to swat a fly. Yeah, you're flailing it at was it. terrible. Fortunately, you only managed to hit the I trash bin. Yeah, I hit the trash bin. Yeah. And I heard about that one later. <laughs> like, did, you were pretty much wrecked. I'm done. Yeah. The next, the next memory that I have is waking up at like half past five in the morning and Rama one half. <laughs> this was this was back, back when, when they the, had the con yeah, channel. That back when they had the con channel, they were running Rip. anime on one of them. It was Rama one half was on, and I was like, I've never seen this before. We Why watched is that the pers- whole series. Yeah, it was <laughs> before we were like, let's go to Jack of the Box. I think we went to Jack of the Box, probably. And it's just like, oh, uh, that was. I'm pretty sure I've been here two or three times before I left, but that's the only thing I really remember. Do you ever remember being the Terminator? <laughs> what you are the Terminator? So we were in the, when you used to be able to smoke in the little square fish tank. Somebody dropped a glass bottle down into the smoking area. Okay, and you took it as your life quest to go and find that person and punish them with your fists of fury. You stormed your fucking happy ass up to where you figure about where their room was and tried to kick the door in on the wrong door. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? No. You <laughs> did this. You did it. I'd like to preface this by saying I've never done a hard drug. What? <laughs> That's crazy. No, yeah. you did that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I grew up in an era where there was literally no social media. No. You totes <laughs> did it. I'm, yeah. I'm so... It's like... I believe you, and I believe you, Justin. But at the same time, I I know. But at the same time, many people will be like, "You don't have any proof, no pics, no nothing." I'm like, "Oh, I'm thankful for that." Well, we don't need to prove it. We're just telling you what you did. I know. I just that. the best part about all of that, Emma, I think you just said it there. I was like, I'm glad we didn't have social media during that time because we were just a bunch of awkward, dorky trolls. Kids. We were and trolls. trolls. Yeah. We had, like I said, the most motliest crew, but yeah. we fucking palled around together. We had fun. Yeah. Some of my favorite memories are between that and EverQuest. So, I mean, I don't know what this says about me, but. Yeah. It's, it's the, the one of the, I love that time and I loved having a community in which I do that. The one thing I kind of regret is I can remember a few times where I felt like I went too hard. Yeah. Like there, like I would not let something go. And it's something I believe that I've learned over the course of my life to like, I can get one or two shots and be like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But there were times when I was young, was like, no, you need to be supine on the ground or like in a fetal position. Like we, you, we, you need, you need to understand. I'm doing this for a reason. We talked, and about- I didn't know what the reason was. That was the yeah. sick, dumbest part. Like, no, what I'm saying, gospel, fucking listen. And it just, I think about those days, and it's like a dark cloud over otherwise a tremendously great memory. Yeah, there's a lot of goofy times where I'm just like. 
Well, that was a lot of fun. And uh, we look back and I was like, Brogan, hey, yeah, let's drove up, drive up to, you know. Oh, another story I hope you remember. Going up to the Wizards of the Coast Gaming Center up on the Ave yeah. to do pre-releases. Yeah. And it was a weekend event where they would have, it would be like Friday and Saturday, 24-7, except yep. for a little bit of a couple hours. Yeah, yeah like, like two or three hours of cleanup and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so at that point, we would sometimes go... Find a place to sleep. Well, go to I, the Denny's. Yeah. We we went to IHOP one time at yeah. like four in the morning. I fell asleep in front of a bank. Yeah, you at felt one time. on a, that. That was a, literally on a Sunday morning. Yeah, because I was with you. I was standing next to you while you were asleep, and all these people in their Sunday clothes going to church up yeah. the street were walking by. And I'm like, don't worry about him. He's fine. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Or I, even trying to sleep in one of the cruising USA cars <laughs> in their arcade. Oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was like some of the stuff that we would just do because of all the crazy nerdy shit that's been around yeah. for so long around here. Yeah, goddamn. It's it's remember when the remember when the United States had money, <laughs> and we could like for two years we had the bastion of just like all the great things that would be with yeah. the car game that we loved, and we'd go up on a weekend and you'd open up the doors and there'd be a place called Dal Moody's on the left that would sell you food and shit. Yeah, Dal Moody's had, had the best fries. Yeah, they had the best fries and they had board games there. You just ask for the pieces. You play chess or whatever, Parcheesi. And you went to the right and there was the as retail price game store but yeah. it still it was beautiful they because would have they had all the, the new product they'd have all this swag and then you go down the stairs like two three flights of stairs and then the smell would hit you well i the thing it the, was kind of open actually for it, being a big yeah. giant basement i didn't I, did, I detected a little bit of a smell but not a lot but like you open you walk down and you open up and it's you see you see the dedicated D&D space with the person that's got their own cubicle raised up a little bit. Wasn't and then cool? the half circle of the cubicles of people play. And they had speakers and shit. And you look to the right and there's 30 computers that are just land up ready to play Diablo or Starcraft. Starcraft yeah. And you had the big screen TV. <laughs> Uh-oh. The one, wait, what was, am I having a non-acid flashback? Did somebody break that by throwing a something through it probably i think that Just was the case. but there was a big screen tv where people would sit and sometimes play goldeneye and stuff oh and then just, that was so awesome and then just tables nothing but tables so this many was tables. back this they was back in the day yeah this was <laughs> <laughs> but this was back in the day where you could you walk up they would have a sheet and the second eight people signed up they'd fire a draft and that was unheard of that was really unheard of they they would just and you could play you could draft look at your deck and go I'm not going anywhere with this. Why am I going to waste 50 minutes playing my first round? Let's go sign, <laughs> sign up for up the again. next draft. Yeah. <laughs> and this was also a time where um, TCG player didn't exist. A lot of, a lot of like, Scry did exist, but no one really paid attention to it. And so yeah, Inquest, a lot of the websites. Yeah, a lot of the websites. It was all priceless stuff. And you only had two things. Like, you could just rare draft and make a killing because nobody cared. People wanted to win. Mm -hmm. But you could, like, just get all the rares as you wanted. So. Um, it goes back to your collector mentality. Yeah, hustle exactly. Them. Hustle them. and hustle. Oh, back back. There when was some. There was some. Yeah, some trade liner hustlers. Yeah, yeah. Binder JT grinding built that in their parents' Microsoft money built Card Kingdom. He was just John was a but. Uh, John was he there about that time? Yeah, he was a binder grinder. Really? Because I mean, yeah. the only one, I, the only one I really remember is JT. JT and he Dan. Had the, he had the three binders that were just big, and he was during the Urza's Legacy pre-release. He was the one that's like, "Bring me all your foils, bring them all to me. I'll buy them all." I was like, "Really?" Or like, "Buy or trade them all?" Yeah, I was like, "Holy!" A crap. lot of people hated him. Like, this ain't Pokemon. Oh no, yeah, this ain't Pokemon. I know. Yeah. 
My first, uh, the first uh, foil that I spent money on, I spent $35 for a deranged hermit. The little green dude. Yeah. Because oh, I thought yeah. it looked cool, and I had it in one of my decks, and I wanted a foil one. I spent way too much money on that. Yeah. But no I, one knew. Like you just said, no one knew the prices. Yeah, and it's just, it's... It was a wonderful way to make a, 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 you can make a decent buck or, you know, even then, like, oh, I got fleeced. Oh, darn. But still, yeah. I, like, here's another, here's you another 10 bucks. Let's go back too. to Don't new, worry you, about it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. everybody did it. I mean, I remember getting, you know, like the $20 chase rare out of like the newest set because I traded dude five goblins. Yeah. And he's like, I'm getting five goblins. Sweet. And I'm like, five goblins. Yeah. I remember my first rare I opened was a, a memory jar that was foil. And you're like, this sucks. This is a fucking awful card. Now I've got one in my Instant deck that isn't foil. It's like thirty bucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's dude. The card, yeah, the card prices nowadays. Jesus Christ! I, I took a, except for a few times here and there, I stopped playing around Shadowmore. Okay, and I did not come back to it until <laughs> I think it's it's. I think it was on my Facebook feed. Like a week and a half after I got here, <laughs> I talked to Jeff, and Jeff was like, "I play Friday nights at a mall store called Uncle's Games." Which soon, is closing soon, down yeah, now. soon to yeah. be RIP, uh, at least that location. Yeah, and uh, I remember just like okay, I'm just going to check it out. The next thing I know, I paid my ten bucks. I sat down and I Facebook a pick like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I had not played Magic like in that situation for over a decade, and uh, nerd knife brought you brat. Yeah, just man. so I got that back. Come back and then, to Tacoma and get you. And then I started. They they're like Commander. I'm like, what's Commander? So I started looking around Commander. It's like, oh, okay, so let's let's try and get some of the older cards back. I'm like, Ancient Tomb is eighty dollars. Are you out of your mind? That's, City of Traders is like over a hundred. Are you kidding me? Going back to Magic, I mean, uh, or going back to the Wizards Game Center, I yeah. remember uh, for the non nerds on the podcast, uh, there are just cards that are just super expensive. And I remember having dual lands that were like five. I was literally selling them for five bucks so I could five go bucks eat a They have blue in them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, now those ones are going, well, well, Brogan, what are some of the prices on some of the, yeah, the, uh, the blue ones, uh, a right now, if you have a near mint or even like Really nice, light played underground. See, you're looking at over 400 bucks. Jesus, for one, for one card. Yeah, uh, volcanic islands about 350 to 400, depending on the but, condition. Yeah. Every time uh, I hear that, I get mad. The I, I do too. Ones, the cheapest ones are savannah. You can still get into savannas, taigas, and tropical or not tropical islands. Tundra, uh, uh, not tundra. Uh, scrubland, um, scrubland, badlands, badlands, yeah. and savannas under 100, but. <laughs> They're not. That's not going to be long. Yeah. We have a visitor. We I mean, have a visitor. All right, cool. But yeah, th- but ain't that some shit though? Right. That is it's, insane. I I just I, and what's funny is I kept I kept my cards five years. We have my Huey. Oh, five or six years after the oh, nice. the fact. Ooh. It's my other job. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just let I never play this game again. And then having that culture shock coming back and be like, wow. That was pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Now. It's just insane. Gross. Some, like, cards that I used to sell, like, at the mall shows for, like, a buck. Yeah. Like, they're 20. Are you out of your fucking mind? Fucking great. Yeah. I Commander, love it. Kind of, Commander kind of screwed stuff up. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a break right now uh, because once Brogan gets out of the bathroom, I got to poop. Sorry, guys. State your name, sir. Robert. Rob. How long have you been going to NorwestCon? Uh, 15 years. Why yeah. did you first arrive? So I, at, the, at the time, I was doing a course in documentary filmmaking, and I decided to do it on conventions. 
So we did uh, we did SakuraCon when they didn't overlap. Yeah. So we went over there and did interviews, and we really wanted to get a, f- a vibe for like why do people come to conventions? It's sort of the cool subculture aspect about it, and I'd never been before, so we came here. We got hooked up with the the chairman, and they were, did, did interviews with us. We so it was to, like totally official capacity. Yeah, yeah. So, so we brought equipment cool. and the whole lot, did, did interviews and lighting. And I remember we we had come here just cause on a whim because it was like it was a local convention happening in time for us to be able to film for it. And then it turned out that Larry Niven was the guest of honor that year. That name sounds really familiar. He wrote, yeah, like uh, Ring World. And oh, okay, okay. Like yeah, the yeah. Sci-fi yeah. books. No, I, no, no. Well, that's named after him. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. Reveals disc is, is a is a play on Larry Niven's disc because that's the uh, anagram. Yeah. for his name. That's amazing. So my mate Jack, who was helping me out with doing the interviews, was the biggest Larry Niven fan, and he got to do the interview for the documentary and just fanboyed out all over Larry Niven, just like jizzed his pants about it. <laughs> that's amazing. It was incredible, and then I, you know. We, we went and partied all night, hung out with everybody, and everybody was super welcoming and friendly, and I went for 15 years ever since. 15 years. You are also another part of the Viking Party. Yes, yeah. One of the originators of the Viking Party. <laughs> so, yeah, we, that, that was a blast, too, because we were always super thankful to have all the party part of the culture, and it was like, how can we give back to all the people who've done all this cool stuff for us and we've kind of been unofficially running this room party for ages it was sort of like the other parties break room yeah exactly (laughs) a lot of the people who want to get out of their own parties would come and drink with you guys yeah so they just chill out with us grab a couple drinks yeah and then eventually we're like let's just do this official you know and let's 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 do something cool and go decorate and go all in so yeah, we put put up all the shit on the walls and the torches and the wallpaper and dressed in furs and yeah, <laughs> the hotel staff has no idea what's going on with it. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaning crew must be like, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. They they have had to come to figure. I mean, you know, the there's always a uh, uh, a turnover when it comes to cleaning crew. So I just imagine that. Every year, it's a little bit weird for everyone. Like our room is pretty normal, just because we and we have just a bunch of podcast equipment in there. But it was like everything was clean. It's like the bed was made, and it's like, hey, they didn't mess with that. All right, cool. Like at least our stuff isn't as weird as it can be around here. That's true. I'm sure that they. Oh my god, they have seen some stuff. Like if it's it's been you know lubricant dripping from the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah, that was brought up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I've ruined a pair of shoes doing doing a uh, one of those. That's tonight is one of those that I get to uh, referee the KY Twister. I still like I did it last year, but I was so hammered. I don't remember how it went. So I have no idea how it's going to go. I don't remember like how it works. I don't know. Twister hardly even newer, I guess. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> do, you a, do you have a favorite memory of all time? Of all time? Wow. I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, I know. That is so hard. I mean, that documentary year was incredible. Yeah. We had... Well, it we, sold you. It sold you on conven- on this convention. Yeah. I mean, we just felt like part of the family. Like yeah. We just, they just wrap you up, and everybody welcomes you so so much. It's It's unbelievable. You just feel... Like you found your your home, yeah. That 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 year was something special for sure. Well, it kept you coming back for fifteen years. 
Yeah, and again, it's the same people, right? The people <laughs> year in and year out. You're like, you come back and see your con family every year. Yep. And you got, yeah, that, that is something that you cannot replace. Hey, this is Brogan. I just found a human being that is doing something that you guys need to know about. Hey, tell people, what is your name? My name is David Carnahan. David Carnahan, what do you do? Uh, well, I am the chief librarian and procurer of books for the Alexandria RPG role-playing game Lending Library. So, as a child, I grew up in a very, very poor neighborhood in Louisiana, and we had a lending library that they actually put into a bus, and they drove around. So, every time... as a I always hear people like, hey, I share something, and we have a check-in, check-out, like, sharing library... That makes my little soul want to cry and cheer and run around to remind myself of the horrible life I had when I was a kid. Uh, what is a lending library? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big, huge nerd. I grew up in a comic book store, and I got the bright idea of sharing my role-playing game books at Emerald City Comic Con in 2017. And it was about 400, 500 books uh, that we just brought because I was helping organize Sweet Jesus. the. Uh, I was organize, helping organize the gaming department, and we had a space. So with that, other people came in. They're like, "This is cool," and they invited me to more events. And then people donated books. An old, uh, an old childhood friend just mailed me fifty pounds of books. Fifty uh, pounds of books. Yeah. So many books they lo- they they do it like the drug cartel. Money is weighed in pounds. Exactly. It was like this is fifty pounds. It'll be twenty five dollars, and it'll get there when the UPS, USPS feels like it. Um, and we've gotten some really cool stuff. Like in that original donation, there was like an original box set of Traveler from like the the mid seventies. Oh, that's yeah. a sweet jammy. Oh, it was so cool. Uh, at NorwestCon last year, 2017, it was our kind of our second event. Uh, somebody showed up and goes, hey, here's a bunch of Judges Guild stuff. Hey, there's, I know these are worth, you know, between a couple hundred to a thousand dollars a piece. You can have them. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, I, I'll be I'll be ecstatic to take them. Well, and, and you will do right by them. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they, they sit out on the shelves and they sit out on tabletops. People can uh, add events. They can come by and pick them up and read them. I've had people just sit down and like gently read through these, you know, forty what forty five year old uh, role playing game books and just you know act like little kids and be excited and you know, well the beautiful the beautiful thing about role playing games is that you can honestly live a life somebody else designed for you absolutely and. When you think about what your life is, right? We all we all have a finite window of time. We're going to be one born to 115, right? During that window of time, you have a finite amount of things you can spend your time on. If you get to explore somebody else's universe, that's as close as you get to get. Like if you could just play all these different role playing games, read books, experience other people's perspectives. That's a beautiful thing, and not everybody can afford to run out and buy every manual that ever comes out, or they never even saw one. Oh, yeah. That is such a beautiful thing. There's thousands upon thousands of role-playing games out there. We currently have about 1,200 books, and we have about 100 different systems. And, you know, if you're at an event we're at, you can come up and freely pick up the books and, uh, you know, go sit down. At some events, we have GMs that come in and volunteer to run games. We try to get people that are running games that aren't, you know... It's easy to find somebody to run like a D and D fifth edition game, but no. how how often do you find somebody that runs like Gamma World third edition? 
or I sell know. Gamma World. <laughs> exactly. So I, I've had people. I've got people that that run kind of a little more obscure games that get people excited. And at events, we get people like, "Hey, if uh, if you help me find some players, I'd be willing to run, you know, X Y Z." And then so we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll help them. We we have dice. Chessex donated a bunch of dice. Most people Aww. don't know Chessex has an RPG called Jeroon. They've been printing the game since 1992. No shit. <laughs> I guess that's where that, that, that bit of their profit goes. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Didn't know. I did not In know fact, that either. They, they've been making Jeroon, the, car, the RPG, like longer than they've really been making dice. Uh, Steve Jackson Games donated games. Uh, Green Ronin's donated games to the library. Atlas Games. Uh, I mean, we've got a ton of stuff. Um, we've, we've gotten uh, indie game developers that are don't, starting to donate money to help us because they love the idea. So... I, I'm actually doing like a review, uh, like a behind-the-scenes review for a group out of Seattle making a game called Endless Realms that they're getting ready to kickstart. They're like, "Hey, can you help us with layout? And can you tell us what's wrong? Like, what if this rule is clunky?" So you know, they're they're like, "You've read thousands of rules, <laughs> literally. Can you help us with this?" So I was like, "Sure." And so- they're going to donate money for the assistance. That blows my freaking mind. What, what right now where I'm stuck at is the fact. So you have a library, right? Yes. So that means there's at least you with a hand truck, big boxes of books and shelves. Like, what does that setup look like? What so, does it look like if if somebody came to NorwestCon and wanted to see what the archive looks so like? So at NorwestCon, we're what like uh, uh, one. We've got two really big shelves on one wall, and then on another wall, we've got two other large shelves and uh, two smaller shelves with books. So, like I said, about 1,200 books in total. And you you schlepped them up here? Yes, I do. My wife helped me load them all up into a rental van uh, at my house and on a hand truck in banker's boxes. They all get loaded into this little van. They got brought up here, and I unloaded them and put up all the shelves. It took me about three hours once I got here to get everything set up. So... Right now, we're actually really trying to raise money so that we can... I sat down with a carpenter and a cabinet maker to design shelves so that, one, we can extend the lives of the books because taking them off the shelves and putting them into boxes and then Especially some of the old ones. Yeah, it, it, it takes life off of all those books. So we're trying to build the shelves. We sat down. It was funny because we weighed books, we measured books, and we're like, what can, you know... What can we push? So we were making mock-ups of like how heavy they could be, how tall they could be, and testing out different wheel types and stuff. So we put a lot of effort into designing these shells. We just need to get funds to be able to, uh, to buy the material so we can build them. How does somebody get involved in something like that? So they can find us at uh, alexandriarpg.com. Uh, and Friday, we became a nonprofit officially in the state of Washington. So we can take donations and give tax receipts and everything, even for books. I will give you so many donations. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I get so much weird shit. <laughs> the uh, the guy sitting here next to me, uh, Tommy Rice. is. Hey, uh, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. I've known this guy for ages hey. through uh, playing games. and We just became best friends. He's he's an awesome, uh, awesome individual. And uh, he's donated uh, some cash to help out. And, Thanks. Uh, uh, Gen Con... Uh, we yeah, you're getting ready to go to Gen Con, everything. right? Mm. Tommy's. I know a dude <laughs> that he's been holding since like '77 on weird game stuff, That'd and be he's amazing. like looking for a good reason to get rid of it. So, oh, and 
So hook you now up that we're nonprofit, weird... the front facing everything is going to be still the library, going to events and sharing, you know, history and everything. And I love to sit down and talk to people. Like, look how ch- things have changed. You know, pick up a game and read like the first paragraph of how to create a character. And then it takes longer to unpack that paragraph than it does to make a character in a new game. You're just like, who was this written by? That that kind of stuff makes my skin tingle. Because you think about all the different times I've ever made a character that the only thing that character ever saw was the very first time I played. And everybody that ever saw that book, maybe they got further, maybe they didn't. But that shit is so special. It's somebody giving you a story to live. And you have a whole library of it that people should be able to enjoy. And when people donate stuff and they've got, like, notes and stuff in there, as long as there's not, like, phone numbers, we keep all the notes and stuff in there. Oh, so that's adorable. opens up the book and there's, like, half a, you know, half-written character sheet in there, it stays yeah, in there. Yeah, you could pick it up. Absolutely. Go like through and, and check it out. And I wanted it to be Schlagdor. It's great. <laughs> and uh, we're also... so. The library is going to be still the front facing everything. Uh, and we've been invited to Gen Con. So uh, finally finalizing everything to get our room uh, squared away with Gen Con. But they said officially, yes, we're going to have, you're going to have a room. So this next week we've got to finalize, see how big of a room they're, they're going to let us have. Uh, so we get to take this experience to, you know, Gen Con, lar- largest gaming convention in the world and, you know, share it with as many people as possible. All right. And the last thing that we're going to talk about. What what is your dream for this project? So now that we've become a nonprofit, it, we are we have a whole other back end that we're doing. I love the library. I love going around and talking to people, and I love doing all that. But on the back end, we're going to be applying for grants and raising money because I want to go to libraries, schools, and prisons to teach role-playing games to people. Hey, you know what? I had a couple of friends that have gotten out of jail, and the thing that kept them safe and learning and reading and wanting to better themselves was the fact that the weird guy in the back corner that was serving 15 years happened to have a couple of D&D books. Absolutely. That's weird to say. There's no, so, said it out loud, so much it helps. there's so much research and study on how good these are for for people and if you just get some weird goofy dude that's willing to come in and say hey look i give a care about you let's play a game yeah. all of a sudden that person now has a link to the outside world that they never had it's a lot of the same thing as going outside and playing because kids don't do that anymore yep. but they are coming back and they are learning about role-playing games yeah. i've spent a decade volunteering in high schools and that that was kind of one of the things that was like you know what i really want to start teaching these games to these kids and like at emerald city in 2017 uh i had I had a bunch of 15 year old kids one drug them in and said Explain role-playing games to me. And I was like, uh, that's a huge question. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I have them down rolling up characters in a game called Deadlands, and you use a deck of cards. Well, they made characters quietly in the corner for about two hours, then they left and put the books away. Then one of the kids come up the next day, he's like, we went and found the book that we, uh, we just made characters in yesterday, and we started playing last night. So that'll kids, make you cry. Yeah, kids that never played. The one that really, like, like okay, I've got to figure out how to do this full-time. Dad with nine 12 year olds. One was his. Uh, eight, you guys should eight, just jump off a bridge. Yeah. I was like, you are a brave man. So they're asking me a million questions. And then finally, they're like, can we play a game? I was like, sure. What do you want to play? They go, what's your favorite? I was like, my, one of my favorites runs D6 Star Wars. So we just grabbed the books. We pulled some characters out the back. We played for a couple hours. They all died. <laughs> They, they they got a they got a total party kill. Hey, you but, know what? If you haven't had a character die, you've never played a role game. Well, game. as they were leaving the library, 
they all gave me hugs. I was really confused. I'm used to getting the bird after people get their characters killed. These kids were excited. I turn and look at the dad, and the dad actually legitimately has like a tear in his eye. I was like, wasn't that good of a game, Sarah? He goes, no, no. I've been trying to figure out for like two, three years now how to get my son interested in role-playing games. Find a connection. And he goes, just you random goofy dude Stop here at a church. con just has found that connection for me. And I sit said, around. You. I own a game store. Yeah. And I sit around and I watch the people that come and they go. And I, and I watch everybody struggling for a different form of connection. And when you see a, a father and a son, a mother and a daughter, or yeah. any which version of life you can yeah. have, and watch them both get genuinely excited... It's worth every fucking penny. Absolutely. I love seeing people come up to the library and pick up a book they haven't seen since they were a teenager or a kid. Or I had a lady coming through and she's like, I played that, I played that. And she saw uh, Doctor Who made by Fossa in 1985. She goes, what the heck is this? It's old jammy. Yeah, and she goes, I've played RPGs in this time frame and I love Doctor Who. I was watching Doctor Who on PBS. I never seen this. She goes, Can I read this? I was like, Absolutely. She came back later. She goes, Can I take a picture of this? I was like, Absolutely. Why not? She goes, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing. I have to find this game. I want to play this with my friends. And I was like, That's awesome. Yeah. Made eBay some money. Uh, and so, I mean, we, we take donations of, I, I tell people we live off of donations of three types, people's and, time, money, or books. And how do they get involved? Pimp all of the things. Yeah, so they can just go to alexandriarpg.com. Right on our front page, uh, we, they can either follow, give us money through Patreon, or we have a PayPal donate button. Uh, or if they go to the contact form on there, they just fill out, you know, hey, I've got a bunch of books, and that email will go right to my uh, right to my phone in my pocket. And, and that's alexandriarpg.com? Absolutely. alexandriarpg.com. And on Facebook and in the show notes. Man, we're going to have some epic show notes. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, All right. Follow us on Twitter, alexandria underscore RPG. And then we're on Facebook, uh, Alexandria RPG. Very original. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it's pretty goddamn special to me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna donate you all kinds of weird shit that comes to the door. Believe me, my friend. We are stoked. We love having more and more stuff. I love having the weirdest things. We just got a ton of uh, uh, James Bond 007 from the early '80s. Dude, I have a '76, the James Bond role playing game. Oh, where you can play by yourself, which is my favorite thing about any role-playing game. It's like you can play James Bond and M at the same time, and they have stats for the Aston Martin in this thing. It's the best. (laughs) I'm like, ooh, man, I think it doesn't have as much stats as you want it to. My my brother and I went through the Q manual for the James Bond game, and we're just looking at things. And uh, the funniest thing in there was you can have satellite navigation for 8,600 British pounds. At least I figured out exactly what it should cost. <laughs> it's like I was like, I was more than some of the cars that were in the book. <laughs> well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk. Oh, absolutely! Our little little adventure here at Norwest Con. Uh, thanks a lot for coming in. Uh, thanks for having me. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. dot